the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello. Welcome to It's Your Life. Uh, I'm James Cooley. And uh, wow, Noah, uh, we just had, uh, I believe, such a wonderful, wonderful weekend. At least uh, Michelle and I did. Back in Dallas, and uh, just uh, relaxing. We've been back here because we've been on the road for the last uh, couple of weeks. And you know, I just left you, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing good. Not sure if you got the uh, message, but on air memo, make sure you turn up Michelle's volume a little bit. We need to make sure we hear your wonderful co-host when she's ready to roll. Well, I'm, I'm her- here, Noah. Can, can you hear me? I can hear you. you yeah, you sound great. Cool. Great. <laughs> I got to know. I know that you, you I, I heard the countdown. Ten seconds, JC. <laughs> making me stop bullets seconds, and uh, making me pop veins, my, my friend. So, you know what, man? I, I, I love, and I, I know this might not sound right, but uh, I love to be in studio when you pop, the, when the vein pop up in your head because it, it's kind of like a sci-fi. It's kind of like Star Very Trek. Uh, to be honest with you, it's kind of like Worf. <laughs> it would make a lot of sense because I like me some Worf. Uh, well, you know, Worf is always serious, and you are too, my friend. Uh, we take are you saying both the combination of the Lieutenant Commander Worf and myself take our jobs very, very seriously. <laughs> no, not, not, not the Vulcan. The, the, the Klingons. The Klingons. Yeah. The Klingons. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> b- 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 because Noah is always serious. And... Uh, you know what? Uh, when I'm around you, I know that we're going to get a straight conversation. We're going to get the answer. We're going to get whatever we're looking for because, first of all, you're a great man. Well, Secondly, you, you are just like me. We take this seriously. <laughs> it's not just being a, a talk show host, national talk show host, or whatever that might be. That's fine and dandy uh, to have that. Uh, but it's it's also having your team and your producers that know you and you know them. That's right, man. And you know, there's time to times to let loose, but it's also you know when you got people that rely on you, like you know the three of us rely on each other. You know, I want to make sure we're all on the same page and we're all set to go to have the best show possible. So yeah, uh, there's there's a bit of seriousness to me, but it's you know it's all for the uh, for the good of the show. And you know what, man? I, I, I'm gonna get this started, but I want to tell you about my day. Uh, How was it? <laughs> well, uh, no, a Friday, um, I get a phone call from my insurance company. And this insurance company, United Health Healthcare, need to be a sponsor of my show. Uh, I get a call, and, and uh, uh, this person says, hey, JC, James Coley, we need to come out, and we need to do a physical on you. I'm like, wow, insurance companies do that? No, we're going to come out to your house. We're going to uh, do everything. We're going to take blood. We're going to take urine. We're going to do everything. We're going to weigh you. What's I was like, oh, no. I don't want Michelle to know how much I weigh. <laughs> anyway, long <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Long and short of story, they came out, and this uh, a nurse practitioner, Jane, and Jane, I told you I was going to put you, I was gonna put you on the spot, uh, I said, hey, Jane, Jane, uh, she, she took care of everything, and she uh, also explained things to me from United Health. And 
no, they need to be a sponsor because I'm going to push this. And if they come out to do this with me, they need to do this with everybody. And uh, I, I left here uh, with uh, probably about a pound lighter because they took some stuff from me. <laughs> and, I've never heard uh, of but, insurance uh, companies doing that. That's pretty impressive. This is the first time that I ever heard that. And, uh, but they came out. I'm, I'm telling you that uh, they did that today. Uh, Jane, if you can hear this, if your husband, if your family is listening to this, you can call into the show and talk about it at 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. But, Sherry, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited about today's show because this is a show that's fighting for the rights of inventors and innovative small businesses. And we have an amazing guest on the show tonight, uh, Mr. Randy Landrineau. Hope I pronounced his last name correctly. But uh, I, I can't wait till we get started with this um, the show topic. And, and Noah, I, I want to thank Krista. And I think Randy been on your show before. Randy had no. been on my show before. Just tremendous. Yes. Just give, you know, really trying to make sure that inventors have their rights, that nobody steals their ideas. It's a bigger problem than when I interviewed Randy, than, than I possibly realized. And that's why it's good to be able to get this information out there. Randy Landrenau is tremendous. Love this guy. And, and, uh, tremendous. Not, not just that, but Noah, you, you recommended me to this, this guy before Krista even recommended him uh, to me. Yeah, he's top and, notch. Uh, Oh, top notch. And uh, I tell you, I want our listeners to sit back, especially if you are thinking about uh, inventing a product or a patent, a trademark, uh, all of these things that goes together. Randy is going to explain all of this to us, Noah. So, Noah, uh, I think we get this show started. Time to get that ball rolling, my friend. Let's do it. Okay, Michelle, can you... uh, Please uh, tell our listener audience the purpose of tonight's show. Well, I'm going to tell you the title of tonight's show. U.S. Inventor Fighting to Protect and Restore the Rights of Inventors and Innovative Small Businesses. The purpose of the show tonight is to discuss the career and background of Randy Landrineau, the president of U.S. Inventor. Discuss how U.S. Inventor restores and protects the rights of inventors and innovative small businesses. Discuss what a patent is and the issues of protecting the rights of the inventor. Discuss how small companies and businesses had their patents stolen by big tech companies and multinational corporations. Learn about the Patent Trial Appeal Board and discuss what Congress might be aware of regarding the issues with patents. Randy Landrineau. Randy currently serves as president of the Inventors' Rights Advocacy Group, U.S. Inventor. He himself is an inventor with three patents and is a former president and a current board member of the Tampa Bay Investors Council. He is now using his association with hundreds of inventors to enable a grassroots effort to restore the rights of all 300,000 inventors across the United States. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Mr. Randy Landrenal. Randy. How are you doing, my friend? Welcome to the show, hey, man. Hey. Thank, thank you. I was going to say, M- Michelle, from that list of things we're going to cover tonight, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> two hours. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, uh, my, my, and we're not going to say two hours because my great producer, Noah Dingley, is going to say, JC, you know, that wasn't right. <laughs> hey, but, Randy, uh, I believe that we all are excited about this. I know I am. And um, first of all, uh, can you please tell our listening audience where you grew up and a, a little bit about your background before we take the break? Sure. Grew up in Louisiana. Um, my last name is Landrino. That's one of those, one of those Cajun names. And uh, for any of your listeners, that's that French uh, group down in the cra- those crazy Frenchmen down in Louisiana that, that make great food. I, I'm living in Florida now, but I, I'm, I love going back to visit, you know. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Louisiana, uh, just just normal, you know, normal childhood, did a lot of outdoors things. I was always a pretty creative kid. Um, I never really considered myself an inventor um, till, till later on in life. It's kind of like a lot of people, you know. In fact, I, I know that one of your questions was, well, what about my educational background? It's like, because honestly, I should have been an engineer, but I never quite went that path because I was always pretty good at math. And now... Uh, you know, I ended up, I ended up kind of going the finance path. You know, I got a, a degree in economics and I got a master's degree in business and, and I kind of, uh, fell away from, I, it's like that was kind of my career path 
And uh, I don't know. I, I, I realized that at some point that, hey, I, I can come up with stuff. I can invent things, and I'm pretty creative. And then I realized that, you know, as, like a lot of inventors, you start looking at it, and you start kind of reading about it. And, well, how do you protect it? What about patents? And what about just the history of American innovation? It's, it's pretty amazing. And uh, um, I found that, um, you know, there are a lot, there's a lot of things that people need to know about that. And, and I actually ended up um, creating a couple of DVDs years ago. Uh, I called one of them Invention 101. It's kind of like, what do you do as an inventor? What should you do? What should you not do? You know, who should you talk to? Who should you not talk to? You know, how, how do you, how do you, how do you really get going? How do you protect yourself or start the protection process? And uh, it's also the, the thing I used to also, uh, I was involved in helping people make prototypes. So when you invent something, one of the first things you do uh, is you, you make a, 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 a version of it, the first version of it, to basically to make sure it works, for one. Because, you know, you might, you might think it's all perfect, but then you try to make one that works, and it's like, well, I kind of didn't really think about that correctly. And then you adjust it, and you make it better. And, <clears throat> and so I, I actually learned how to do CAD design, that's computer-aided design. So nowadays, a lot of, a lot of the prototyping... Uh, you know, you, you get somebody who knows CAD to do a design of the product. That's actually like uh, the model itself, and then you can 3D print it. You know, you go to go to a uh, like a like a maybe a, a community either someone you know that has a 3D printer, or maybe a community college that where they teach CAD. There, you might find someone who'll do your CAD work, and also they'll have 3D printers perhaps to print it. And you can actually come up with workable models as prototypes, and you can kind of test it and. You know, but there, there are a lot of things you've got to do to, to kind of. Hey, hey, hey Randy, yeah. Randy. Yeah. Uh, okay. We're going to take a station break, but uh, okay. I understand exactly what you're saying with CAD. I understand what you're talking about with prototype. I, uh, most importantly, I, uh, I, I want them to understand that uh, you have to put a, a drawing. You have to put it, uh, uh, a plan in. I mean, where this is what the parameters, uh, the all of these th- types of things before you get to the prototype. But we're going to take a station break. We're going to come back and continue to talk to this great man. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 344 Again, that's one 344 It's your life. I'm James Cole. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. 
The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, I'll tell you, uh, we got Randy, and uh, I'm not even going to mess up his name. I'm going to pronounce uh, it for you. Landronau. <laughs> Landronau. There you go. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but we got Randy. I'm going to call him Randy because uh, my wife and uh, my great producer know that I would destroy a name. <laughs> Michelle and I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and But, you know, I tell you, what's important about this guy, Noah, is he's fighting to protect and restore the rights of inventors. Whether you are a gigantic inventor or whether you are a small inventor, uh, you know, businesses, of course, he is fighting the world to make sure that uh, you get your due, you get your, your rights. Well, even if you're the and little guy, you deserve that right, because we all have to start somewhere. I believe that you need a guy like Randy uh, that's going to go out and protect and do all he can and also educate us on what it takes to, uh, to have uh, an understanding or how you go about doing these things. So, uh, Noah, I want our listening audience to know that uh, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 But, Noah, one thing before uh, we get back to Randy is, uh, man, well, we are in prime time uh, on, I think that's September the 30th, I think. Uh, yeah, no, September you, 30th, 3 p.m. It's going to be drive time, prime time, the James Cooley Show. It's your life, so make sure you write that down. It's going to be 3 p.m. Pacific time, depending if where you're, you might be listening online. Well, you might be in the world. Well, you, you know, might yeah, be. you might be listening somewhere yeah. often. Uh, we have, you know, people listening in various <laughs> countries. So 3 p.m. Pacific time, It's Your Life with James Cooley. is going to be drive time that day. And not just that, but Noah, October the 2nd, the James Cooley Show is back in Dallas, Fort Worth, and Case Guides, AM 660, the answer. Uh, so we're back. Uh, and so uh, all of these things are so great, and uh, we're going to continue to expand. But I want to get to this show tonight because we got Randy, and it's, it's all about fighting to protect and restore the rights of inventors. And if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 888 344 Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Randy, you're the president of the Inventors Rights Advocacy Group, U.S. Inventor. Can you tell us about this um, this company, what it does, and mm, anything yep. else you want to add to it? Yeah, and I want to I want to also lead in with, with something that will, I think, maybe really kind of fire people up. Um, because there's something, you know, if you think about it, think about this. Can you think of anything important, important, anything really important that wasn't invented in America? And it's very hard to think of anything because America has been the place where most of the innovation in the world takes place. Um, and it's been that way for from the very beginning of this country. And you might wonder, why the heck is that? Are we just different? You know, what about the American dream? You know, that's, that's a big part of the American dream is invention, right? Coming up with something valuable that's never been done and getting rich off of it and doing something good and helps, helping people and et cetera. And there's a reason why that is in America and it started in America. And that is because way back at the beginning of our country, um, the world was run by, by, you know, aristocracy, you know, kings and that type of thing. And in, in, in the world, a king might grant you an exclusive right to something. They even called it a patent back then. But in our country, the founders, at the very beginning of the country, they said, you know what, we're going to be different than the rest of the world. We're going to say that no matter who you are, that whether you're a common person with no money or a rich person, whatever you are, whoever you are, if you come up with something that's never been done before and it's got some value to it, you can own it. And that was what what was our what our patent system uh, became. That was how our patent system was created. You can own it no matter who you are. And suddenly, then now you have individuals who don't have perhaps much in resources. They can come up with something. They can they can get a patent on it, and they can own it, and they can do something big with it. Whether it's create a company or, or sell it to somebody else, but it was considered to be a property right. 
And that was huge. And that was revolutionary, and it changed the course of mankind. And other countries scoffed at America. These aristocrats out of elsewhere, they said, oh, America, what do they think they're doing? The common person can't invent anything. Of course, they were proven to be very wrong very quickly because America very soon took over innovation for the world. And that has gone on for about 200 years. We had the best patent system, the best patent rights, and the most innovation in the world. But that all kind of came to a halt. I, I, I hate to, to tell you this. That a law got passed in 2011 called the America Invents Act. And we're getting to how U.S. Inventor got formed and why. So a law got passed that created an easier way to invalidate an existing patent. Now, here's the thing. If you're an inventor, that doesn't sound very good. Um, and what it really was was uh, a bunch of big multinational corporations, including big tech, but also there were some others involved, like companies like DuPont and Eli Lilly. They, they decided uh, that they didn't really want to have to face competition, and they wanted to have an easier way to uh, get rid of uh, patents that they were accused of infringing. Now, now what, the, what, what they would argue is that, well, these were patents that shouldn't have been issued. They were mistakes. Well, here's the thing. Prior to this law passing, it, it, they, could, they could claim that the patent was a mistake, but your fight would take place in a real court where you had some fairness, where you had a jury. Let me tell you something. You want a jury if you're innocent, where you had a lifetime appointed judge, where you had a lot of due process, a fairness uh, factor. And, you know, every now and then a patent would be ruled to be invalid, but it wasn't very often. But the America Invents Act, which passed in 2011, we call it the AIA for short, it created an, uh, an administrative court to look at these patent issues. And, and what this administrative court ended up becoming is kind of a killing field for patents. If, if you have something really valuable, and let's say you sue Apple for infringing it, they will immediately try to invalidate it at this administrative court, which is called the Patent Trial and Appeal Board, or the PTAB. And I hate to tell you, but 84% of the time that a patent gets reviewed by the PTAB, it gets invalidated. This is horrendous. And it's not a cheap process. It's expensive, and they can hit you more than one time if you get through one free. And, I, and the thing is, I don't want to depress you guys out there that want to invent, that care about this great piece of America, which is invention and it's so important to this country. It, it is so, such a key part of this great nation. Um, the thing is, we're fighting to restore. We're fighting to make it so that we, as inventors, are not subject to that particular administrative court. And we have a big fight underway now. We have allies on both sides of the political aisle. But, but the enemy of what we're doing is big tech. Big tech is mounting the biggest fight to keep the patent system broken because it's not that they don't want to have a patent. They want to have a system that they can use, but they don't want to have a system that allows the next great garage inventor who could compete with them like they were when they started, right? They don't want to have to deal with that. And in fact, in fact, I have a really, a really good uh, story that, that explains that. Bill Gates, you know, the founder of Microsoft, in 1998, he was um, interviewed and the interviewer said, what is it that worries you the most in business? They, and the interviewer thought he would say something about uh, Oracle software or something. What he immediately said was somebody in a garage inventing something I haven't thought of. That is the threat to the big guys. And that's why they got this law passed. And, of course, we've been fighting it. I was one of the guys fighting it back in 2011. And the way U.S. Inventor got started was a couple of years later, they tried to pass another terrible law. And I found another guy like me, and we started really fighting. We actually started going to Washington, D.C. to fight in person and uh, to inform our Congress people because they weren't hearing from inventors. And we were actually able to stop that bill. But that was how U.S. Inventor got formed. And so now what we're doing is, is it's a full-time effort across the nation to actually get, um, to get a law introduced that will restore our rights. And you're... Your viewers, and I know you, you may have to go have a break or something here, but in a minute I'll tell you how your viewers can help us. This is a grassroots effort that we need as many people as possible behind us helping us. And one of the things you can do is go to usinventor.org and sign our inventor rights resolution, usinventor.org. You'll see a lot of interesting stuff there, too. But sign the inventor rights resolution, and that will help this movement. Wow. You know what, uh, Randy, we're going to take a station break. And um, I tell you, when we get back, 
Uh, we are going to delve back into this, but uh, we've got so many things that we want to ask you, and uh, and we're going to have to uh, kind of uh, uh, focus on uh, a lot of these type of things because our listening audience want to know. I tell you, we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly with It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and Randy is going to continue to tell us about the fight and how you can be protected as well. We'll be back shortly after the break. one 888 James Cooley. It's your life. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they're stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Noah Dingley here, producer of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and we got Randy, the uh, patent, uh, I call him protector, restore rights, uh, inventor. Uh, um, you can put so many labels on because he's fighting for everybody. And uh, I tell you, if you're even thinking about, uh, if you've got an idea or a patent, there's certain things that you have to do uh, in order to protect your product. And also to make sure that uh, it's this is this is the root and crew world, especially when it comes to big tech. <laughs> if you're technical, uh, it, even if you're not, if you don't do what you're supposed to do to protect your product, it might be taken away. And um, I just want everybody to know if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight eight eight. Three, four, four, eleven, seven. Randy, you mentioned big techs and multinational corporations ripping off billions uh, from the small business uh, 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 invent, uh, inventors. How many uh, inventors have lost their patent? I'm just saying. I know you don't know the numbers uh, through corruption hearings at the patent office, and you know what I'm talking about when it comes to that. Yeah. So. 
so this particular thing that we're dealing with is called the, uh, the administrative court that was created by that bad law. Um, they have had now a little over 3,000 uh, cases, you know, that here basically uh, they've reviewed a little over 3,000 patents. And the number is 84%. It's actually a little over 2,500 of those have been invalidated. So you're talking about about 2,500. Not all of those were uh, were independent inventors. Some of those were also patents with big companies, you know. But honestly, I could say honestly, it is thousands of inventors and small businesses that have been harmed by this. And, you know, I got to tell you as well, it's not just big tech. Obviously, big tech. Is, is they're, they're, they're the ones that are, that are, have, have helped cause the problem and have been involved in keeping the, the problem there because it helps them. But um, any company that even slightly sophisticated uses this system, I mean, it's just, it's just a fact. I'll give you a good example. Uh, you guys are probably aware of a product. Have you, have you heard of this product called Bunch of Balloons? It's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, uh, I believe that's when the, uh, a guy connect. Uh, a hose or whatever that is to uh, a yeah. lot of balloons. Uh, I, I heard of that. Yeah, you, you make about forty water balloons at a time. You know, yeah. you hook up the hose that, and they, they they fall off and they're sealed automatically. You can do like a hundred a minute. So that's an example. Now, look, that's not a high tech invention. <laughs> that that's a toy. And Josh, who, Josh Malone, who invented it, he has eight kids. He had to come up with a solution for all the time it took to make these water balloons, right? <laughs> But, it, but he came up with a solution that no one had thought of, and it went totally viral. To- is this is exactly what you want as an inventor. He put it on Kickstarter.com. You guys know what that is. That's crowdfunding. And his target was, I don't know, maybe 50000 or so, and he raised close to a million, right? It went huge. But here's the thing. A big American company, the biggest as-seen-on-TV company in America, uh, they actually bought one of his from his Kickstarter and used it in their first commercial. They shot a commercial with it and they flooded the market with it. And one day Josh walks into a Walmart and there's a pallet of his products that, that they made and they never talked to him. And, and so he's, once he got his first patent, he started trying to fight him because he thought, okay, it's America. We have a legal system. I have a patent. I can stop him. And he didn't know what they, what our system, how our system had been broken and he ended up in a five-year-long battle that cost millions of dollars. Luckily, he made enough money from the product to be able to, to pay the attorneys to fight the fight. But, and, and luckily, he also got involved with what we're doing in Washington, D.C. to actually, that actually helped his fight to, to make it something that the patent office kind of, uh, it was kind of embarrassing to them that they were siding with a, a serial infringer of patents uh, on his case. And, uh, in the end, he won, and he won pretty good, um, and, but it took five years, and he could have lost everything, including the millions of dollars that were spent to try to win. And this is why we're trying to, this is why, why we're trying to change the system back to where it was fair, <clears throat> because as an inventor, as, as an inventor, but any of you out there that are listening, you may not have ever thought of yourself as an inventor, but you know what? Let's say you're working on something like Josh, and you're making all these water balloons, and you think it's got to be an easier way, and suddenly you come up with a brainstorm, you could come up with a great, super valuable product, and uh, you should be able to own that because that's what our—that's how America was created. That's been a piece of this great country. <clears throat> You're supposed to be able to own that, and that's what we're fighting to get back. And, and again, I want to—I want to urge all of you to go to usinventor.org and sign our inventor rights resolution. What this is is a grassroots effort, a grassroots lobbying effort. In fact, I, I think I told—I uh, think you guys are aware that. Um, just last week, Thursday, we had a big demonstration in six different locations around the country where we demonstrated, where we, a bunch of inventors showed up at these six different places carrying signs, and there were speakers there, inventors who had been harmed by this broken system as part of this effort to make the world aware of this, and our politicians and the patent office. And uh, I was actually at one of these, I was actually at the one that we had in Burlington, Vermont, which is where... Uh, Senator Patrick Leahy, his office is, and he's actually, he was the key sponsor of the bill, the American Vents Act. And we're, he's actually in a key position in the Senate to try to help us. Uh, we're trying to really get his attention on that. So politics is a funny thing, but I tell you what, you can mount a grassroots movement, and if you get enough people who care about it, you can actually get something good done. And that's what we're trying to do right now, and, and all of you could help us. Wow. You know, I tell you. 
I think we got a caller, Noah, on, on the line right now. Yeah. Uh, do we, we still got a caller? Yeah, we do. Yvette, you're on with Randy Landrenau. What's your question? How you doing, Hi, Yvette? Randy. Welcome to the show. Um, thank you so much for the service. I really wish I had known you a few years ago. I currently do have two patents, and you're absolutely right about the patent office, and making they even make it difficult for you to even apply for a patent now, um, which was my experience. My question that I have for you is, um, it's really interesting. I never even thought about the fight with the American companies. I've always been concerned with um, out of the country. But what do you do when um, someone is interested in carrying your products and they are, in fact, out of the country? Oh, when so someone is interested in, in, uh, in basically working with you to sell the product in another country? Yes. Okay. That's a good, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> so it's not a problem. I mean, basically, you can license the product, right? So a lot of inventors... A lot of inventors, uh, you know, you could you could actually go into production and produce it yourself, or you could license it to a company that'll produce it and sell it and pay you a royalty. And some, if some foreign company wants to sell it, um, yeah, you could absolutely license it to them. Um, is this something that you are producing yourself, or, or do you want uh, them to just pay you a royalty? I'm actually producing it myself here in the United States. I have uh, one distributor located in. Japan and another one located in England, both of which both of them want to carry my product as a distributorship. I guess my fear is is that if as soon as I let it outside of the country, it could be stolen. Well, here's the thing: Do you have any any patent protection outside of America? It no, I do not. Okay, and I'm no expert on this, but I know uh, if you, and you, do you already have your patent in America? Yes. Okay. How old is it? How many, how, how long have you had it? Um, about three, three years. Okay. So, so here's the thing. If, if, and I'm no expert in how, how to file in other countries, but it's certainly too late for you. You have to do it up pretty early in the process. And any of you out there who are looking at filing, here's the thing your viewers might not know. If you have a U.S. patent, it protects you in America only. In other words, Theoretically, if the system is working properly, you should be able to stop anyone from making it from here, from importing it to America, from selling it in America, all of that. Uh, but foreign countries, it's wide open unless you have uh, patents in those areas. So as far as you, if they're willing to, to, li- to license it from you, I, I would say try to get some kind of fairly um, ironclad agreement with them. Have you actually sent them the product yet? They purchased it from me, yes. Okay, they purchased it from you. So they're not already copying it. Um, I try to get a signed agreement, try to get a legal agreement that they're going to, you know, you're going to produce it, provide it to them, and they're going to pay you a royalty. Or they're going to buy it from you, or however you want to do it. But if you get a a legal agreement, you should be able to defend that. Now, of course, if they just decide to copy it now, uh, you don't have, there's not a whole lot you can do unless you already have some kind of agreement with them. Okay. Yeah, but I would wow. say to the viewers, you know that the 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 whole thing, what I just described in America, you should be able to license it. In fact, there's a great book for any of you out there called "How to License Your Million Dollar Idea" by Harvey Reese. It's a great book. How to License Your Million Million Dollar Idea by Harvey Reese. It's a great book. Of course, he wrote it before the system we have now. And the problem now is, unfortunately, there are companies that look at your product. And they'll say, we're not interested, but then they'll go ahead and do something with it. And you try to stop them. Mm-hmm. And if it's a really valuable product, they'll say, sue me. You try to sue them, and then they use this new system to invalidate the patent. So that's why we have to change this. And we have to there, – there's really no other option. We have to restore our rights. And I would say, especially any of, you out, any of you out there who are inventors, who are inventing something, who've thought about being inventors, have family members who are inventors, I think everybody should be care about this, but especially those of you who who actually are considering this. This is this is something that we, that it's going to take what? numbers, more numbers than we have now, to really make the change we need. You just you just made a major point. We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back. And Yvette, thank you so much for that great question and that great conversation. We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue our conversation with Randy. It's your life. I'm James Cool. We'll be back shortly after the break. 
There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we are offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and uh, I'm having so much fun uh, getting a better understanding. And I'm not an inventor, nor or a trademark or patent guy. But uh, Randy is really educating our listeners. And, and I tell you, Noah, this is probably about a four-hour show. <laughs> if we really want to educate the public, but uh, we're going to do this in one hour as much as we can. And, and we, uh, I look forward to having... Randy back on, and also Joshua Malone, because you already told me about that guy as well. Uh, so we're we going to reach out, and we might get both of them on. I mean, I don't know. but be a great but, show, actually, I think, J.C., to have them both on at the same time, because as you just mentioned, so many, as I discovered in my interview with both of, uh, both of them, there's so many different assets and angles with what's going on with the U.S. patent system, and we have to protect... The, the the American that's trying to be innovative. I mean, that's the backbone of America. Thousands of patent nullifications have affected American productivity, and that's obviously a sense of injustice that's not talked about enough. So my question actually for Randy, which I'm well aware of, but it needs to be said, is is Congress aware of what's going on, Randy? And if they are, why are they not doing at least enough about it? You know, you know, um, when I first started this fight, and, I, and the way I got pulled into it was I realized that big corporations were trying to destroy the rights of inventors. It just outraged me, and I, I found I had to fight it, and I couldn't afford to fight it, but I had to do something, and I, I dug in, and, and uh, I, could, I just had to do it. I, I, it, it you know, it's, kind of, it's like one of these things in life. You gotta, if, if no one's doing it, you got to do it, and a lot of times no one's doing it. <laughs> so... Um, do they know about it? Certainly a lot of them know about it. Uh, an awful lot of them have some knowledge of it. Um, but I got to tell you, politics is a funny thing. There are so many issues. Just as an example, we had a bill in the last Congress. It was called the Inventor Rights Act, which would have, done, which would have been the solution. The num- number of this bill was like 5,000. Well, I think I have it behind me. H.R., that's House Resolution 5,478. In other words, prior to us getting this bill introduced, there were 5,477 bills in Congress. I mean, thousands and thousands of bills. They have, they have all these things taking their attention. And look at right, you know, as, if you guys follow what's going on in politics now, there's always big stuff happening, and then they're off trying to, you know, raise money and get elected again. And it's just a weird thing, and it, it, it's hard to... 
make your issue rise to the top, which is what it needs to be somewhere kind of close to the top to really get attention. And, uh, and we're, we're not quite there yet, obviously. Um, but I will tell you, one issue that's helping us get there is this whole issue with China. This is going to shock your viewers, but this administrative court that I've been describing that invalidates all these valuable patents, it's also, there, there are companies based in China like ZTE, Huawei, and TikTok that are based in China. They're connected to the, to the Chinese Communist Party, and they actually use the PTAB, the same administrative court, to invalidate the patents of Americans and take their technologies. Chinese companies connected to the Chinese Communist Party. And it, it just, it, it's mind-blowing. Um, in fact, these companies are involved with hundreds of these uh, PTAB petitions, hundreds of them. And this is our economic adversary. You know, at the very least, we shouldn't allow our economic adversaries to use the system as well as anybody else, to tell you the truth. But uh, it's pretty mind-blowing. But that's helping us uh, raise this issue to, to a higher forefront. In fact, one of the speakers at, at one of our rallies we had last week, uh, one of the rallies was the demonstrations was at the U.S. Patent Office in, in uh, the main patent office in Washington, D.C., in Alexandria. One of the speakers was uh, General Spaulding, who is a, a, I think he's a four-star general who is retired now and has written a book about how China is using uh, all kinds of things, including this administrative court, to take the technologies of Americans. In fact, uh, he's got a patent that's, I think, at risk, and he has a business partner who's had six patents invalidated by the patent trial and appeal board. So we have a number of things that are working for us to raise the issue to a higher level of, uh, uh, of awareness. Uh, but, but that's actually where all of your listeners come in. You can really help us again by signing our resolution at usinventor.org. Randy, so what, else? Yes. what, how can our list, how can listeners support and join the campaign to restore the rights of America's inventors? Well, you know, I keep, I keep talking about signing our resolution, but, you know, let me tell you why we have you do that. In, in America, there are like 400, if I'm correct, 25 different congressional districts. That's why in California you have all these different representatives, right? We have only two senators, but a whole bunch of representatives. Um, and so each of these representatives covers a district. Well, in that district, there are people that vote for that representative. And if there are individuals in each of these districts that say to their representatives, hey, this matters, then that helps us make this issue important. I'll tell you what, if they just get a few phone calls in a day on an issue, it matters. Emails, not so much. Phone calls matter a ton. Any of you out there who are doing any kind of grassroots lobbying, phone calls are way more valuable than, than emails. But again, with all these districts, in fact, one, one of the things we do is we'll set up Zoom calls with a representative, and we'll actually have have uh, a number of inventors or other interested individuals from the district on the phone call with myself and, and usually Josh as well. And that, that helps a ton. So if you sign our resolution, we can alert you and we're going to have a meeting with your representative, or we might at some point, you know, want to say, Hey, look at all these individuals who are in your district. So that helps us a lot. If you just go to our site, usinventor.org and sign the resolution. I tell you what else you can look at too. You can look at a number of inventors there who've done very important things, and they're talking about this issue as well in, in short videos, and uh, you'll find it very, very interesting. Wow. You know, uh, I'll tell you, Randy, uh, I, I, I would love to have you and Josh on at the same time, but I've got a quick question. You've got to answer this, and okay, we, we, we're coming down to, toward the end of the show. Um, what advice would you give? So we've we got to answer this question in, in 60 seconds or less. Okay. What advice would you give to someone who wants to become an inventor but want to know how to protect their product and uh, really got that burning desire? Yeah, I'm going to be real quick here. I'm going to, I'm going to add, uh, recommend a couple of books to help you learn about the process. One is called Patent It Yourself by David Cressman. Patent It Yourself by David Cressman. Uh, it's a big book. It's, a, it's the best resource you'll find. A smaller book that's also very important is Patent Pending in 24 Hours, which tells you how to start the process to get, to get yourself patent pending. Patent pending just means you have a patent applied for, but, you're, but it hasn't issued yet. But there's a way you can start the process without necessarily using an attorney, and it's not that difficult, and it's not very expensive, and you can kind of put your stake in the ground. You're probably still going to have to use an attorney, 
but but at this point, early on, you can do it cheaply without an attorney. And you want to you want to see has it been done before? Um, you want to has it been patented before? Is there anything out there like it on the market? You do a search. You can do that yourself. You read that read those books. They'll tell you how to do it. And if it's ever been done before, you can't get a patent on it. But if it hasn't, you've got a shot. Now, there's no guarantee. You never know. But you can find out from these books what, what kind of things are patentable and what aren't. And the other thing is you try to find out if there's a real market for it. Now, don't just ask your, your wife or your mother. <laughs> you, you need to ask some people that, that, that you know, uh, aren't, aren't so closely tied to yourself. <laughs> they got to be honest with you. If they don't really think it's, they, they buy it, you know. But you got to figure all this stuff out, and those books will really help you move you that direction. Wow, wow. Uh, that's so much great information. Uh, uh, I would love to have you back on, Randy. I would love to have Josh Malone on. Uh, so uh, I tell you, thank you so much. Uh, real quickly, fifteen seconds or less. If anybody wants to talk to you, just how can they get in touch with you? I mean, a number, I, I or email address. If, if you go to usinventor.org. Uh, you can find my contact information. You can contact me directly. And also, you can go and sign our inventor rights resolution, <laughs> which will help. Okay, us. thank you so much for being a, a, the guest on the James Cooley Show. You know, I'd like to thank my great uh, co hosts, uh, Michelle Cooley. I'd like to thank my great uh, producer, Noah Dingle. I'd like to thank our listening audience. Uh, we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. I tell you, great guy. Randy, we'll be back tomorrow. It's your life. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.